just thought of something. What if I'm imagining a video game where you can actually talk to the little person on screen. They listen to what you're telling them. So all of your fears, all of your anxieties, all of, you know, maybe they can listen to you through one of those kind of like controllers. Uh, through your controller, you press a button and it can hear your voice. And, you know, who knows? Or you're, you're given a list of questions or, or answers or suggestions, or whatever, and then that that little person, you know, it's it's almost like in, I remember I'm thinking about like high fidelity, where he looks at the camera, asks you your opinion and stuff. So a video game that really truly, it's like like one of these Lucasfilm type of games. Good morning, Inspirata Projector. This is Martha from Martha's Place. I want to tell you thank you so much again for taking time to be on Serenity Sunday. I truly appreciate you. All the best to you always. That is so sweet, what you just heard there. That's Martha from Martha's Place. She called me up, maybe, was it a week ago now? At least a few days ago, she called me up to interview me for her podcast. And we talk all about the legacy we leave behind, the vibe that... We reverberate out into the future. The importance of following your heart. All of those wonderful subjects that surround the creation of art. And, and the way in which we influence the world. There's something I was reading about how these... Uh, someone, someone did an experiment. I don't know if it was a... It sounds like something a, a, a motivational speaker would do. They asked these prisoners to... In these jails, they had these prisoners write out their epitaph. They had them each write out how they would most ideally want to be remembered on this planet. How interesting is that? When you're confronted with that moment in time where you are the authority, the stamp... You're putting a stamp. Uh, I mean, you're supposed to summarize your entire life in a, in a few words. Perhaps a tiny paragraph. And so what it did was, for these folks, it really made them think about 
the, the, the effect that they had on the world and the fact that they still had time to make an effect on the world. So that, in a sense, is, okay, bam, here's, that's, you know, in a sense, that's manifestation of reality right there, really. Another, another aspect of it. Going, yep, that's my future self, or that's the self that I choose to be remembered by. How do I closely calibrate this now moment with that now moment? This and that. Really. It's both the same. What it One's on one side of the coin, one's on the other side of the coin. So, now what happens is... <clears throat> this and that. This and that. Here and there. Here is someone else's there. This is someone else's that. Push is someone else's pull. And the policeman agrees. Push and pull. Is that cop pushing to go get their culprit? Or is the culprit pulling them to them? Is the culprit pulling the police to them? The perp? Is the perp pulling the police to them? Is the perp pulling the police to them? Or is the policeman pushing towards the perp? So really confronted these folks, the folks in the jail, is that interesting, we're talking about the jail, and if that cop catches who he's catching, I wonder if a cop, when they're on their way to go get a, to go, you know, let's say they hear through the, hear through the horn, they hear through the CB, uh, we got a guy, uh, you know, we got an APB on a guy out here slashing tires. And that cop is like, okay, I'm going to go get that perp. Is, do you think they're already counting up in their brain what kinds of tickets they're going to have to write out? Uh, do you think they're already imagining what kind of citations are going to be? Which ones they already got to get ready? How long it's going to take? And, of course, if it's even worth it, at the end of the day, a lot of times you hear these cops say, oh, I don't, I just, uh, I hate my, I hate the paperwork, I hate the paperwork. That's one of the big things you always hear. They hate the paperwork. So if that's the case, if they don't like the paperwork, maybe they're on their way to the, to get the perp and they're thinking, okay, what's the fewest amount of paperworks I can do? I'll get them with this. Or, how do I combine them all into one? Because we always hear about how there are those quotas. Is that the case? They're like, okay, I get a bigger, um, what, reward, so to speak. If I, if I write this kind of ticket, this ticket is worth this much.
So they made them write their epitaph. They made these guys write their epitaph. So that's something to consider, isn't it? Something interesting. The epitaph. What's the future self currently doing? How does that future self want to be remembered? So thank you, Martha's Place, for <laughs> calling me up, interviewing me, and spawning, spawning this whole discussion. More later. I just had an idea for an invention. It would be a soundproof chamber um, that you would put your kid into. It's like the timeout spot. Um, so you can't hear them screaming, wailing, having a temper tantrum. You just simply put them into this thing. It's like the timeout corner, but it's... Um, Maybe it's a high chair kind of thing. Or um, a little tent. But sturdy, so the kid can't break through. But it'd be soundproof. All right, so this moment is different than the last moment. Guess that's always the case. I got all the way here and I realized I didn't have my wallet with me. Didn't have my wallet. We have another Yachtly Cruise Show coming up. September 7th, Friday. This is going to be the second to last Yachtly Cruise Show of the year. I think our very last one is in... December. So we got every other month. It became every other month. The more that we started getting booked for more private pro uh, private parties and things of that nature. So it's fun to see how it's all evolving, how it's all coming together. Yeah, it's crazy to me to think that Michael McDonald's family knows who we are, at least his sister and his cousin. How cool would that be if they told him about us? David Bowie, I guess, said something to him. Like, oh man, you gotta get you gotta get him out here. He said, Oh, don't you worry. Don't you worry, we're gonna have him out here. We're gonna don't you worry, sometime he's gonna pop up. So that would be fantastic if he was gonna sing a song with us on stage. So looking at these instances, these seemingly completely astoundingly surreal instances, looking at this, 
and going, this is what has already happened. Now what can we do with pure intention, intention in conjuring it up, casting the spell. If you listen to the past tour, past tour, the past two episodes, I think I call the Cosmic Tour Guides. I think the two parts, yeah. It's Cosmic Tour, Gui- Tour Guides Part 1 and then Cosmic Tour Guides Part 2. They are in- interviews with Mark, Reverend Mark Timmons and Tara Reed and uh, our adventures through Los Angeles and you will hear an astounding amount of synchronicities that have that occurred during that time can you imagine how exciting that is for a person who absolutely loves the synchronicities loves loves the serendipities it's no different than placing someone who absolutely loves Disneyland into the heart of Disneyland and putting Mickey Mouse ears on their head. That's the exact same thing. That's what it feels like to me. Synchronicities. These magic moments of the universe. These... These are my Disneyland. Some people love sports. They love watching sports. They get riled up. It excites them. They get excited. It awakens their soul. That's, that's how I feel. Life, this simulator, has become my sport. My video game. That has become the exciting, or when you're watching a TV show that you really, really love and you're invested in it, or reading a book, etc., etc., etc. That's how I feel when I'm in a den. When I am in a den. When I'm clenched within a den. Clenched within a den of synchronicities, uh, with those who appreciate them, talk about them, uh, hold them in high regard. It really is a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful, marvelous, beautiful thing. It is an extraordinary, marvelous, beautiful, beautiful thing. Kitty, kitties, 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 I'm back. And now we're now we're going out again. We got the wallet this time. So that's what it feels like for me. Anyone who knows what it's like to geek out on anything. I don't care if it's the latest Avengers film, 
I don't care if it's playing role-playing games, I, well, whatever it is. Growing gardens, working on cars, everyone's got their thing. Do you have the answer? Do you know the people? Do you know the answer? Do you know the people? Do you have the answer? Do you have the people? Do you have the answer? Do you know the people? You are about to hear from Inspirato Projecto. You will never be the same. We are back. Sometime during my recording, it uh, I looked down at Anchor and it, uh, it had just stopped. I didn't press the uh, stop record button. But it had somehow. That's part of the charm. It's part of the charm of Anchor, folks. It's much like listening to K Chung 1630 AM, listening to the Inspirato Projecto version um, on the radio. You never know what kind of te- technical situations, uh, technical difficulties, happy accidents, etc., etc., and so forth, we are going to have at any moment in time. You just never know. You just never know. That's kind of like with Anchor. I downloaded uh, number three, the update, and I've noticed some interesting little glitchy things where I'm not going to get into it. If you happen to have Anchor, you're listening to this, please uh, let me know what what uh, issues or uh, solutions you've come up with so I can pass those around to others and also apply the wisdom myself. We're now coming back from the grocery store. I've got some some uh, odds and ends, if you will. And odds and ends. Ends and odds. Odds and ends. Ooh, now that would be a good detective team, wouldn't it? Odds and odds and ends. Odds and ends. So odds is the more, um, let's call him, let's call him, oh gosh, I want to think of like a real good, Maddie. M-A-T-T-Y, Maddie. Maddie odds. And, and, and let's say, Ooh, maybe Elliot... How about Elliot Ends and Oliver Odds? That's good. Oliver Odds, Elliot Ends. That's good. I like that. And then for some reason, people just call him Maddie for some reason. Because he, uh, let's see. Maybe he... Ah, he's got a twin brother named Maddie. There you go. Or people think it's people think it's his twin brother. He even thinks it's his twin brother. However, maybe it's just a clone. That could be the greatest case of the detective story right there. Two detectives trying to solve a de- uh, a a conundrum that happened to either one of them. 
so maybe Elliot ends, so his brother Maddie, or or rather, who he's later led to believe is his brother Maddie, his twin, his long lost twin brother, who's actually a clone of him. Let's see, a clone. Maybe it's an AI, part AI too. So the AI retains. Let's say the AI is programmed for really good improvisation and very sharp awareness. So it just builds upon conversations that it hears uh, him say uh, and, and conversations that it hears others say about him. So he kind of constructs this... Uh, this uh, he's designed to... And maybe he's designed with some information. Heck, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a villain... Some, maybe it's some arch nemesis, you know, who, who they, who, uh, they had, they cracked the, the case of, and he, and he's, you know, maybe he escaped from jail, he's a mad scientist, who knows, who knows. So, that's a whole side thing. A whole side plot. Maddie, they keep calling him Maddie, he's like, what? There's, after all, that new documentary that came out where these this guy realized that he had a twin brother, long-lost twin brother. And then those twin brothers ended up finding out that they had a long-lost triplet brother. And the mystery just keeps getting darker and deeper and crazier and moves and grooves just like that. So it could be something like that where they go to a different town they're trying to solve a different case altogether. And while they're in that town, people are like, Maddie, how have you been, man? Are you still, you know, there's this whole life. And it's really confusing him. It's flip, it's freaking him out. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay, okay. This just blasted the antenna. Now, it's been said, you know, there are multi-dimensions, there are, are uh, parallel universes. Parallel universes that are happening right now. Everything's in the now, in the now, in the now. That's one of the things that Nostradamus said to Dolores Cannon when she uh, brought someone through past life regression. She had, uh, she had, gathered, she had written a, few, a series of books about, the Nostradam- about Nostradamus and his conversations with her through these various, um, uh, these various people who were brought, brought under hypnosis. And so he, he, you know, he talks about the idea of parallel universes. They're all happening right now. So if that's the case, and then we take into consideration the fact that, you know, the uh, the theory of relativity, every single person's um, reality is their own reality experience. Now, who's to say that, knowing that there are those parallel universe versions of ourselves, it is possible. It's entirely possible that they are in fact living right now, here on this earth, that, that is the parallel, oh my god, thank you, um, and that is the, the, that is one of the many parallel universe possibilities that we hear about, a lot of times we think of, you know, parallel universes, and they're like, oh, they're over, over there, I'll never see it, it's just writing, you know, like another layer along with this, and it's going on in a different layer, different sort of matrix. Well, what if it really was happening right on top, right here, right now? 
So when you hear people say, oh, you're, I saw your doppelganger, or I saw someone who reminded me so much of you, or oh, he had the same mannerisms and everything, what if that really actually truly could happen or that person is us? And um, we're just defining it as something different. Kitty, kitty, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. I love you. I just can't give you away. So, yeah, odds and ends. So, ends would mostly be this guy who's very, 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 you know, the analytical guy, very, very calculated, analytical, critical, uh, you know, so on and so forth, so on and so forth. And... Odds is the guy who's always thinking of the most absurd possibilities, the, the, the crazy way out there. The, uh, you know, like, as in, don't never tell me the odds. Oh, wait, odds and ends. Odds and ends. Yeah, ends, yeah, the ends guy. The guy, he's always trying to make connections between things. Odds is the guy, well, I don't know, who knows, could be this, could be that, you never know, you know, what if this? And even though it turns out to be this crazy cockamamie idea, you know, the guy's like, well, I don't know, could be this for all I know, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it is, it is that thing. So that could be the funny thing, is that ends, it, it always turns out, and odds never says, I told you so. That's the cool thing, he never says, I told you so. He just deals with um, ends just kind of, you know, kind of naysaying the idea of it. He's like, no, no, that's preposterous. That would never happen. No way. That, you know, that stuff never, no way. Well, and then it turns out that weird thing just so happens to be the thing that just always is the answer. And the interesting thing, too, that's a funny thing, too, is that Throughout all the time of us watching the, the relationship between the two of them, throughout years of solving crimes, etc., etc., ends never puts, <laughs> put, never, the funny thing is, he, you end up finding out that he never puts two and two together out of being like the, the great deductive, you know, skill guy, the skills guy he is. For some reason, he just never puts two and two together that odds is always right. He, 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 um, and it's never pointed out, but the audience knows, the audience knows. The audience knows. And, um, uh, Yeah, but it's just never actually truly said out loud or discussed. Like, oh, your, that cockamamie idea you came up with the other day, that crazy, crazy hunch, um, came out to be true. So he never gets that redemptive, 
like that, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um, he never feels, is the right word vindicated? I don't know if that's the right word or not. Like, he doesn't get his, he doesn't get credit where credit is due, so to speak. How about that? Um, while we were away. While we were away, I was, uh, I was brewing up some, uh, ozonated water. Mmm. That's good. Mm. Wow. I also got some cosmic brownies. Not the kind of cosmic that you might think. Or is it? Eat the cosmic brownie. While I was out, I was brewing up the ozonated water. Now that I'm back, see, one of the things I got when I was out was bananas. So I put two bananas in here, a big old dollop of peanut butter. Mm. 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 Oh my god. And then blended it up with ozonated water. Oh my god, this is going to be so good. Mmm. This is a wonderful breakfast, by the way. Mmm. Now, if I had the choice of chewing on fruits and vegetables or just drinking them, I think I would choose the drinking option. Just drink them down. Come on down. Is an ounce of food the same as an ounce of liquid? That's, that's something I've always wondered. Like, okay. All right, cats are hissing at each other. We don't know what the hell's going on. Cats are hissing. You never know. You never know what's going on. You never know what's going on with these guys. You okay? What's going on? I heard you hissing at that guy. What the hell? And you never know who started it. Like when I used to substitute teach, there'd be a girl, she'd go, you know, Roberto just hit me. And I'd say, Roberto, why'd you hit her? Why'd you hit Wendy? Well, Wendy called my mom a fat cow. Wendy, why'd you call Roberto's mom a fat cow? Because <clears throat> he called my dad a jackass. Roberto, why'd you call her dad a jackass? Because she said... She said that uh, her family makes the be best tacos, and mine don't. And, and and her dad makes the best tacos and better than mine. Well, why did you tell him that? Well, cause he was bragging about how he has a better pita. He has a better jelly on his sandwich than I do. Why did you do that? 
so you got to go down the rabbit hole, right? There's a whole series of events that led up to that moment. As it's been said in plays, if the if the couple is arguing about um, a statue, if they're arguing about a statue, the argument is not about the statue. It's not about the statue. Something else. The statue broke the broke the uh, the camel's back, so to speak. Which is something that's always good to think about. When when we when we choose to do arguments, what are we? What is the the actual thing we're arguing about? Right. What's the actual thing you're arguing about? The argument then becomes this. The 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 argument is actually a veiled. It's veiled. Or if we want to switch those words around, it's eviled. Veiled. It's an evil. It's a twisted sort of version of what is actually talked about. So the thing is talked about, it's just shielded, it's veiled, it's camouflaged within the metaphor, you know, of, of this other thing you're talking about. So the statue becomes the metaphor for, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe the guy is bothered that his wife um, um, eats eats all the eats all the eggs in the house. She's just always eating them, and it's like he just can't seem to get through to her. So he's going to use the argument with the statue as a way of like feeling that one-upmanship, that sort of like, wow, I finally, you know, I won an argument. Wow, I finally... Because that, that frustration can brew within folks when they never get there. Every, you know, like everybody gets a turn. There's a give and take. There's a, there's a... There's a, you know, sharing, share and share alike. Reciprocation. And we don't we don't feel that that reciprocation. When someone doesn't feel that reciprocation, they start being a wise guy. Maybe. They start acting out in particular ways that might seem senseless. I just took you through a grocery journey. Look at this. This pot of coffee is ready as well. Hot off the press. French press. French press. Franche press, monsieur. Press, monsieur. So, we're going to talk more later. Right now, I am... Downloading lots of files, Kapow files, in addition to putting that schedule together, in addition to boxing together this Blu-ray that I'm sending into the company.
Samsung companies, they could fix this thing. Not that you need to know all this stuff. However, some of us kind of go through the same similar, similar things. It's good to know there are others that are kind of in it with us. Uh, we'll be back. By we, I mean me, myself, and I. And by I, I mean I am. And by I, I mean yes. So, we'll talk to yo later. Guy who hires himself out as a best man speechwriter. So basically, he puts out his services. You know, do you have trouble writing? Do you want to sound very poetic when you give your speech? This, you know, this when you go to the wedding. Um, do you want to people feel an impact? Uh, so basically, the the uh, best man speechwriter, he invites the best man over to. Tell them all of this information about them, all these, all these great memories. Maybe they rec he records the conversations, and puts it directly into writes writes it up for the best man. A very powerful two page speech, three page speech. Oh, that's only three minutes. Five, five, five minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is so crazy, you guys. This is so crazy. Our new, our trailer for Black Pumpkin just went up. I'm going to play for you just the audio. Dead Anybody that has lived in Fall Creek Valley long enough has heard the tales of what went on up there over the years. Like Bloody Bobby? Bloody... Ooh. A demonic little monster who wants to kill everyone in Fall Creek Valley on Halloween. Their bodies were found slaughtered up by Diablo's dead early this morning. What? Did you know that Bloody Bobby killed two people in your house? <laughs> terrible danger. Oh my god! Go home, lock up, and if anyone comes knocking, don't open the door. If you don't take my advice, you'll be dead too. You? Everyone. Bloody bodies.
invited him to come out and play. So there you go, folks. Black Pumpkin Movie 2018. You can look for it on YouTube right now. This is great. This is great. We're going to be having our double feature. Double feature. Double feature for the very first time, very last time, at the uh, Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, September 29th. That is, in fact, on a Saturday. I would love to see you all out there for that show. For the double, for both, for the double show, for the double show, you get to see, so to speak, uh, a prequel, and then you see the sequel. Black Pumpkin is the unofficial second movie to Bloody Bobby. Imagine Evil Dead Two. Is well, I guess I guess technically it'd be Evil Dead One, huh? So imagine Bloody Bobby is Evil Dead One. Black Pumpkin is Army of Darkness. Maybe that's a good analogy. I guess that's up to you. There's much less time travel in Black Pumpkin than one would imagine for a horror film taking place on Halloween. Much less than one would expect. However, lots of fearful stuff going on. Lots of fearful stuff. So make sure you wear your diapers and make sure you carry your vomit bag.